um, closing the door to sickness. And we talked about healing. Amen. And so tonight we are going to uh, continue in that vein and we're going to continue talking about how we can close the door to sickness. Amen. Because we all know that healing was provided for us on the cross, right? Jesus healed us 2000 years ago. We are not the um, we're not the sick trying to get healed. We are healed and the enemy would try to come in and bring symptoms, bring sickness. And we talked about last week how it's important to close the door to the enemy. You know, if someone comes and knocks on the door of your house, especially right now, there's a lot of packages being delivered, right? And maybe they're Christmas gifts, things that you've ordered. Well, the enemy would try and bring something that you didn't order. He would try and come and knock on the door of your life and bring symptoms, bring sickness, bring disease, uh, bring a diagnosis, and we can close the door to the enemy. And it's not enough to just believe, well, I know Jesus is my healer. I, I believe in healing. It's not enough to just believe there's an action that takes place. Um, and part of that is making sure all the doors to the enemy are closed. Amen. Praise God. So tonight, uh, we're going to talk about our mouth. Last week, we talked about one open door that we can give the enemy is when we start to worry and we allow stress to come into our lives. And we talked about how stress wears the body down. It opens the door to the enemy and that um, God will perfect in Psalms 138. It says he will perfect that which concerns us. Amen. And so uh, we can cast every care on him. We have to give it to the Lord. Because it says the Lord will perfect that which concerns us in Psalms 138. It's not us that makes everything straight and right. We do our part, but when there's a concern or something that may be weighing on us, we give that to the Lord. Our bodies were not meant to carry any weight, any stress, any worry, any fear. Our bodies were not created to carry that. And we had talked about how medical research shows that 90%, say 90%, of all sickness is due to stress. And so it's important. God's already given us an answer. Praise God. He said, cast the care over on me. If you're, if you're uh, heavy weighted and overburdened, he said, come to me and I will give you rest. Well, how does he give us rest? We put those things in God's hands. We refuse to fear. We refuse to stress out. We don't have to be worriers, but we can give it to the Lord, whatever concerns us, and he will perfect it. He will turn it around. Amen. And straighten that situation out. But we have to give it to him. So we can no longer take the stress. We gave it to him. Amen. So if you weren't able to listen, you can go online and listen to that um, podcast from last week. The second thing we're going to talk about tonight, the second door that we have to keep an eye, um, an eye out for is the door to our mouth. <laughs> our mouth, your mouth is connected to your health. I said, your mouth is connected to your health right. and our mouth can be another open door to sickness if we don't um, watch the words of our mouth. And we're going to talk about a couple different things and you can say, Pastor Melina, I've already heard this before. I already know. Well, how many of you know faith gets stirred up when it hears uh, the word being preached, no matter if you've heard it before or not? Yeah. Come on. So let's open up our Bibles to Proverbs chapter 18. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. And we're talking tonight about closing the door to sickness. And one door that we can open, sometimes we don't even know it, is we open a door with our mouth. Amen. Yeah. So Proverbs 18, 21 says, life and death. Are you there? Yeah. 
death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. What is in the power of your tongue? Death or life? You choose. Amen. And that is in your mouth. Your mouth, um, it brings forth words. Your words are containers, and they will either bring forth uh, words of uh, life or words of death. And whatever those words are, if, they're if they have a tendency to go towards death, they're going to carry death. Or if they have life in them, they're going to carry life. So it's important that we watch the words of our mouth, right? Now we're going to look at uh, Mark chapter 5. And this, this, um, this story, you can go ahead and turn there. This story has been just kind of rolling around in me the last few days. Mark chapter 5. And we're going to look at the woman with the issue of blood and um, how she had some words that she spoke, amen, and it affected her life. Uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 29. Praise the Lord. You know, it's good to get in the Word. We get to see the Word with our eyes, and the Bible says to attend to His words. And so that's what we're doing tonight, amen? So we're, we're attending to God's Word. Amen. Proverbs, or I'm sorry, Mark chapter 5, verse, um, where are we here? Verse 25. It says, now a certain, oh, I think I'm in the wrong. Here we go. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood, 12 years. There we go. She had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Praise God. Isn't that a great story? Yes. We all love that story, right? Uh, of course, the, the portion that kept coming to me, we have to look at what words was she saying? Mm -hmm. Now she had heard about Jesus, so her faith was already stirred. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So she already had faith in her heart. She had heard about Jesus. She had maybe heard that he, had, he was a healer. Maybe she had heard her neighbor got healed. We don't know what she heard, but we know she heard some good news about Jesus. Amen. And it says she kept saying to herself, if only I can touch his garments, I shall be restored to health. Amen. She said, if I can just touch his clothes. I'll be made well. She didn't say, maybe if I touch him, then maybe I'll be healed. There was a confidence in her words. Yeah. She had heard about Jesus. She must have heard about him so much or something just went down in her heart that she had this great confidence. I don't need him to touch me. I just, I don't even need to touch his body physically. I just need to touch uh, his clothes. <laughs> now you really think about that you know most people how many of you would say you know I I don't really need pastor or this great minister so-and-so to lay hands on me I just need to touch their clothes and I know I'll be healed I just want to yeah. touch their clothes I mean most people wouldn't say that they would say I just want them to lay hands on me when they lay hands on me I know I'll be healed right, right, right. but she was like I don't even need him to touch me I just want to touch him I just want to touch the hem of his garment, you know, the very bottom, you know, where his feet walk. I just need to touch the hem of his garment and I know I'll be healed. And so she kept saying words to herself. And I want to ask you tonight, what do you keep saying about your body? 
she kept saying, if I can just touch his garment, I know I'll be healed. But some of us, do we keep saying, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm just so tired. I feel so weak. I feel so weak. I don't know why I feel so weak. I just feel so weak. I don't know what's happening. What do we keep saying to ourselves? There's something that you keep saying to yourself that's either going to bring you into life or lead you towards death. And she kept saying, I'm just going to touch him, his garment, and I know I'll be healed. So we have to ask ourselves, what do we keep saying to ourselves? You know, sometimes we say things to ourselves we don't even, or to others, and we're not even really thinking about what we're saying. You know, there was a time in my life where I would, I would say often, man, I feel so tired. I don't know why I'm so tired. I just feel so tired. Well, let me tell you, the more I said that, the more tired I became. What was happening? I was not speaking words of life. I was speaking words of death. You know, weariness. I'm just so tired. And then I'd get more tired. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm so tired. Then I realized, wait a minute, I keep saying I'm tired. So what do we keep saying to ourselves? What do we keep saying to our spouse? What do we keep saying to our family and friends? What you keep saying matters. It matters what you keep talking about. It matters, amen? And if we aren't saying the right words, then maybe we're listening to the wrong news or the wrong words. You know, if we're constantly speaking negatively about our bodies, our children's bodies, our spouse's bodies, are you reading um, the wrong um, materials? Are you reading about sickness? Are you reading about disease? Or are you getting in your word... Getting in your word and reading about healing. See, the more that you get into healing, the more you get this word in you and you in the word, the more uh, faith you're going to have and you're going to believe God that he is my healer. And you're going to believe God that, you know what? I put this word in me. It brings me life and health when I put it in. It's medicine to me. But if you're constantly thinking about the wrong thing and you keep saying the wrong things about your body or about uh, your child's body or someone else's body, I would dare say you're probably listening, reading, you are attending to the wrong things. Mm -hmm. What you attend to, it matters. It matters what you attend to. This woman with the issue of blood, she'd been sick a long time, 12 years. That's a long time to be sick. But she heard about Jesus. It says she heard about him. In other words, she was attending to something else. She was attending to the good news about Jesus. Are we attending to the good news about Jesus and his word right now? Or are we attending to all the negative news that's going on? And this is spreading and this is getting worse. You know, it may be getting worse or spreading whatever out there, but not in here. Because yeah. I'm attending to his word. Yes. I'm putting my attention on what does the word say. Yeah. Not what do the... Um, what do the what does the news say and what do the right. what do the numbers say? I'm not heeding those things. Though that is um, those are circumstances. They they don't mean much to me. They don't really mean anything to me. What matters to me is what does the word say. I'm attending to what does the word say. Because what I attend to is what I will talk about. Yes. What do I, I attend to is what I will think about. Yes. So it's important to, right now, River Church, listen to me. It's important to be attending to the right things all the time, but especially right now. Yeah. We cannot open the door to uh, fear 
if you're attending to the wrong things, if you're reading about the wrong things, and these are the symptoms, well, I think I have symptoms. What's this a symptom of? And you go look it up and you're Googling it. What happens is you can open the door to fear. You know, when I was pregnant, there was a popular book about what to expect. Well, honestly, people, congregation, I never read that book because I already knew what I was expecting with each one of my pregnancies. I was expecting, what does the word say? That it would be a sweet and easy childbirth. I expected that God, you know, there's a verse I stood on that he, he would hold my right hand, that he was my helper. I, I didn't have to go and look at what are the symptoms of being pregnant? What are, what are the, you know, what's going to happen at every stage? I, I wasn't really into that. I wanted to know what does the word say about my pregnancy? What does the word say about my, my child that's in my tummy, right? What does the word say? I, I put my attention on the Bible. And let me tell you, God gave me supernatural childbirth, which with each of my three children, within two and a half hours, uh, they were all three born. Now that's supernatural. <laughs> and God blessed me with a wonderful midwife. Amen. But my, my point is you have to put your attention on the right thing. Now for me, I knew for me, Maybe different for you, but for me, I knew that if I were to read a book about the symptoms and what to expect at this stage and this stage, and, and I knew that there was going to be negative stuff in there, for me, I knew that that would open the door to fear. Mm-hmm. For me, I knew that. And so for me, I knew I couldn't afford to open the door to fear because honestly, uh, I was already battling fear. You know, when you're, when you're expecting, the enemy will try and bring fear and say all kinds of things. And, you know, it doesn't matter what you're believing God for. And so for me, I knew that I had to attend to his word. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so, um, matter of fact, let's look at that. Let's look at Proverbs chapter four. Praise the Lord. So it matters what we're listening to. It matters what we're attending to because what we attend to will come out of our mouth. And we're talking about our mouth is connected to our health. Amen. Proverbs chapter four. I know you could probably quote this. But it's good for you to keep it in front of your eyes. I said it's good to keep this in front of your eyes. When you put God's word in front of your eyes, you're feeding on it. You know, that's how you physically, your spirit, man, feeds on it, is you put it in front of your eyes and then it goes in your ear gates as well. Proverbs chapter 4, verse um, 20 says, My son or my daughter, that's us, attend to my words. It doesn't say attend to the negative news, attend to, you know, what does medical science say? It doesn't say attend to what medical science says. It says attend to my words. God's saying attend to what I have to say because God's word outweighs every other person's word. Amen. Attend to my words. In other words, give your attention to what God is saying. Incline your ears to my sayings. In other words, we're listening. What is God saying about this? Don't let them depart from your eyes. Wow. That means we're supposed to have them in front of our eyes on a consistent basis. On a, I would dare say, daily basis. His words are consistently in front of our eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. You know, this is how we get God's word in our heart. This is how the woman with the issue of blood, I believe, uh, received her healing. She got God's word in her heart. She heard about Jesus. This is how we hear and, and grow our faith and believe what God says to us about healing. We put his word in front of our eyes. We're attending to his word and then we're listening. 
to his word. You can read your healing scriptures out loud. You can um, listen to healing messages, but that's how you're attending to his word. Right. Praise God. And it says in verse 22, for they, what? God's word. God's words. They are life unto those that find them. <coughs> Say their life. life. And they are health to all your flesh. All Amen. your flesh. Excuse me. Health to all your flesh. Amen. <clears throat> so it's important to keep God's words in front of your eyes. For they are life and health to all your flesh. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I love what verse 22 says. <coughs> Excuse me. It says, for they are life unto those that find them. You have to find God's word for yourself. You have to find his word for yourself. Amen. Your spouse can't find it for you. Your brother or sister can't find it for you. There comes a time when you have to go find God's word for yourself. How do you do that? You dig into God's word. You open up those scriptures and you get them in you for yourself. Say for myself. myself. (coughs) Even... Even when we're going to church and we're hearing God's word, it's important for us to put his scriptures in front of our eyes. You may get some scriptures at church. Go home and meditate on those. Put them in front of your own eyes again and again. Amen. And they will bring life and health to all your flesh. Amen. God's word is medicine. So every time I read my healing verses, I expect that healing. It's going in. His words, it's medicine to me. So I'm like, thank you, Father. I'm taking my medicine today. Mm-hmm. You know, when my kids were little, I would play healing scriptures in the hallway. Yeah. I would walk the floor, walk the hallway, and read my healing scriptures because I know that I was the one standing in faith for them. So I know that I needed that. Mm-hmm. So I had my Charles Capps um, healing, little healing mini book, and I walked the floor every night and I would read those scriptures out loud to them as they were in bed, their lights were off. What was I doing? I was feeding my spirit, attending to God's word, putting his word in my heart. But I was also feeding their little spirits. Even though they may not have understood it completely, their spirits were still getting fed. Amen. And I was giving them medicine. That's right. I said I was giving them medicine. That's right. And then we had a healing CD and I'd put that healing CD on Mm -hmm. and it would read the scriptures. What were we doing? It was feeding them their medicine that I need. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're a good mom and a good dad, you, you're going to get, the doctor says, give them that medicine two times a day. You're giving it to them, right? What about God's medicine? Add God's medicine to that, you know, natural medicine that you give. And I remember when my kids were little, I would say, you know what? You may have to take this, but according to God's word, as you take this, we're believing that you are healed and whole. And I'd, you know, we would read scriptures out loud in the hallway, walking the hallway at night, reading those scriptures. There were times I'd go sit on their bed if they were fighting symptoms. They would take the the natural medicine that I would, you know, that the doctor would prescribe. But I would also open up my healing scriptures. They went hand in hand. It wasn't just I'm going to do what the natural, you know, the world does. I'm going to do what God's word says. You know, there were times I thought, oh my, I'm not, I'm not in my word like I should be. I need to have more healing inside me so that I can take my authority. There were times I would take my authority. That sickness had to go, right? But God's word is life and health to all of our flesh. And so as you're putting that healing in, those scriptures in, it's producing life. 
It's producing health to your physical flesh. Amen. Praise God. So what we attend to is important because what we put our attention on is what will come out of our mouth. Amen. Amen. So we want to make sure that we're saying the right words. We want to make sure we're saying the right words about our body, about our children's bodies, about our mind, about our health, about our joints, about our um, muscles, about our eyes and about our throat. We want to make sure that we are speaking words of life. Amen. Amen. And you can't do that if you're attending to the wrong things. So we've got to attend to his word. Amen. Amen. Um, So she, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, she took action. Did she not take action? She had to get out of her house. She let left the comforts of her own home. You know, we don't know. Maybe her family, maybe she had friends that told her, don't you know you're sick? Don't you know it's illegal for you to go out there? Don't you know you're not supposed to go out there in public with this affliction? I mean, you know, you've been sick for 12 years, you know, and I'm sure she had family and friends, or I'm assuming, that were telling her, don't you know how sick you are? Don't you know it's been years? What, you think it's all going to change right now? I tell you, one word from God, one touch from God turned her life around forever, forever. But she took action. She heard about Jesus, number one. Number two, she kept saying, if I just touch him, just touch his garment, I know I'll be healed. And then number three, she didn't just sit on her couch waiting. Well, I know Jesus is my healer. I've heard great things. If if I could just get to him. Hmm. She actually had to get out of her comfort zone. We don't know what she actually had to do physically because she was she had a flow of blood that wouldn't stop. So we don't know what she had to do physically to yeah protect herself so she could get out there and touch Jesus. But we know that faith will do whatever it takes. <laughs> faith will do whatever it takes. And her faith was like, I, I got to get over there. I got to just, I got I to get to church. I just got to go hear the word. Have you ever been like that? I just got to get to church and hear the word. And I know I just have to have, if I just get so-and-so, I just know that once they lay hands on me. For me, it's if I just get in my healing scriptures. Mm-hmm. If I can just get in my healing scriptures and get that medicine into my body, it'll start to change. It'll yeah. start to change. If I can just get my word inside of me and take my medicine yes. of, of the healing scriptures, I know I'll be healed. Yes. Because healing is mine. Yeah. But I have to get up and I have to take it. I have to find the words of life for myself and take them for me. No one can take my medicine for me. No one can take the medicine. When the doctor prescribes it for me, it's for me. And that's what's going to work for me. It's the same thing with the scriptures. I can't expect my husband to take the scriptures for me, for for my body. Now, I want to say this too. If you're, maybe you're too weak to read your scriptures, and yes, have someone read them to you. Turn on some healing scriptures on. You know, there's so many on YouTube. Uh, make sure they're good ones. People that we listen to. You know, you know who I'm talking about. And you're putting those healing scriptures in. But as you do that, as you start feeding on the healing scriptures, you know what's going to happen? You're going to start getting stronger That's because right. what's happening? His word is bringing life and health to all yes. your flesh, yes. and you're going to grow stronger. And it's going to come to the point where I, I think I can read a scripture. I think I can read one. I'm strong enough to read one. And then you'll start to read one and you'll start to read another. And pretty soon those symptoms, you're, you're bringing healing and medicine to your flesh. And those symptoms will leave. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So we have to watch the words of 
our mouth and we want to make sure we're meditating on his word, putting his, that healing inside of us. It's not enough to know, church. It's not enough to know that healing belongs to us. We have to get up and take it for ourselves. You've got to attend to his word for yourself. Put those, put those healing scriptures in for yourself. Amen. And receive, take uh, your inheritance. Amen. Take that healing. It's yours by divine right. It's yours. It's your divine inheritance. Healing is, is a heavenly gift for you that God purchased. It's part of your redemption. You've been redeemed from sickness, redeemed from disease. How dare the enemy try and bring it to your door? You tell the devil, no, you don't devil. You don't bring that sickness and that disease into my home. You can't touch my kids and you got to get feisty and you got to use your authority in the name of Jesus. And you say, no, not in this house. You won't come in here. You know, many times over the years, I've said, no devil, you're not bringing that in this house. You've got to be bold and tell them, just like someone trying to deliver a package. Mm -hmm. If it wasn't something you liked, you know, Mm -hmm. if someone tried to deliver a snake, (laughs) I could see in the crate, no, thank you. Take that snake. It's not coming in this house. Pastor Melina doesn't like snakes or rats, no rodents and nothing that slithers. (laughs) So... Yeah, I'd say, no, you don't, not here, take it. It's not coming in. Well, you got to be just like that with the devil. No, you don't. Yeah, but pastor, I've been dealing with it for years. You know what? You just got to get in the word. Just start taking your healing. That word is life and health to all of your flesh. Amen. And you to rise up and take your authority. Don't let the devil come in and have his way in your home. Don't let him do it anymore. You got to get fed up with being sick and tired. You got to get fed up with it, fed up with the enemy, fed up with the devil trying to mess with your kids, fed up with the devil trying to uh, worm his way into your marriage and touch your finances, fed up. You got to get fed up in the name of Jesus. And I agree with you right now. Some of you, you're getting fed up right now. You just got to say it. I'm fed up with this devil. Don't you touch my kids, my family, my body. I call my body strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You call your body strong when you feel weak and tired. You say, no, this body is strong in the Lord. And you keep that healing going in and you keep your faith built up. Amen. So it comes from a full place. And then you do believe. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She did believe. I just know if I touch him. It wasn't a fake, oh, I wonder. No, she knew knew. because she had heard about Jesus. That's why it's important. What are we hearing? What are we attending to? You attend to God's word and your faith will be, be built up. Amen. And then you'll be able to take that action like she did. She took. Uh, she took her healing, but she had to get up out of her comfort zone. And faith is an action word. It's an action word. It's, it's doing something. It's making movement. It could be one step at a time. It could be one little step. It might not be taking the whole mountain. We're going to take a chunk out of the mountain. We're going to take one little step. Just one little step. We hear the word. We confess the word. But then we do the word. Amen. We do something to defy the, the devil, you know, there have been times uh, in the past where I, I was fighting symptoms and I'm just going to, right now, for these next few hours, I'm going to sit up in my bed and I'm going to put healing in. I'm not going to just lay there because I was able to, I was able to put my healing scriptures in. I'm like, by the time this is done, I'm telling you, keep that in. I'm going to keep, keep reading my healing verses, keep declaring his word over my life. And, and I'm saying these things. And now what does, now what happens next? Sick person wouldn't stay in bed. 
So I'm going to get up. There have been times I would go do dishes by faith. I'm going to go do the dishes. Even though I'm fighting the devil's like, you're too weak, you're too sick. No, I'm going to do the dishes by faith. Ha, 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 devil. And I'd put my healing in. I'd put that healing word inside me. It was medicine to me. I'm like, I already took my medicine. I'm healed and whole. Come on, you are healed and whole. Amen. Let's turn to James chapter 2. Praise God. Hallelujah. His words are life and health to all your flesh. So you put that healing in. It will work. It'll, if you'll believe it, if you'll believe that when I attend to his words, when I read these words over my family, over my body, over my children, that it's bringing life and health to my body. It's bringing life and health to me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. James chapter 2. Are you there? Yes. Verse 14 says, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? Mm. If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Come on. Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. You know, we all have a measure of faith. Right. We've received a measure of faith when we became born again. But if you don't uh, put action to your faith, you've got dead faith. Yeah. That's what Jesus said. You have dead faith. And I don't want to have dead faith. I want my faith to work. That's like a precious treasure just laying there not being spent. It's up to us to spend it. It's up to us to get up and take action. Amen. Amen. So it's important to attend to God's word and declare his word, declare that medicine into our body. Every time you speak those scriptures, it's life and health to all your flesh. And then once you do that, God will show you what step to take. He may say, get out of bed. He may say, sit up. He may say, um, put your socks on. I don't know. It could be one little thing. It could be a bigger thing. You're, you'll be led by the Lord. You'll know what to do. Yeah. You know, it won't be something that's, you know, crazy. <laughs> you know, it'll be something that, that is where your faith is at. Uh -huh. And it might stretch you a little though. You know, it's yeah. always going to stretch you a little. Yeah. It's going to say, do this. Okay. I'm going to do it, Lord. You're going to yeah. do it by faith. You're going to take That's action right. by faith. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so, and you're going to speak the right words over your body. Amen. Amen. And over your children's body. Come on. You speak the right words. Amen. Amen. Now, when we're talking about words, it's important to know that if you're speaking wrong words about other people, then it doesn't matter if you're constantly speaking God's word over yourself. If you're speaking, if you're doing both simultaneously, which most people aren't doing both, uh, if they're speaking wrong words and they're gossiping and they're being busybodies um, in another person's life, they usually aren't speaking God's word over themselves. Mm -hmm. They're too busy in other people's business. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing things that are out of love, then you can declare God's word all you want. It's not going to work. River Church, it's yeah. up to us to keep our faith, our love working, or our faith working, and it works by love. Right. So we're talking about declaring the right words over our body, right? Over our, our families. But are you declaring the right words over others? Well, you know, I'm thinking about what they're doing wrong, and they should be doing this, and they shouldn't be doing that. You know, how can you run your race in life looking at what other people are doing? 
You're speaking the wrong words over them. How can you hear from God for your own life when you're getting in other people's business? It's a distraction from the enemy and your flesh loves it. Your flesh wants to talk about other people. Your flesh wants to, wants to get in other people's business and it's none of your business. Mind your own business. Mind your own life. Amen. Take care of yourself. You know, people that get involved in other people's affairs, the Bible calls that being a busybody. Busy, busy, busy. Busy with other people's um, busy gossiping. Busy butting their nose into other people's business. It's none of their business. I'm telling you, it's not. And busybodies and gossips, they're never happy. They're miserable. And they always, they always want the attention uh, the company of others, right. you know, they want other people to join the conversation. You know, you can't have a gossip all by himself. They won't be a gossip. They got to have somebody that's going to listen to them. Yeah. Can't have a busybody, you know, all by themselves. They got to go get in someone else's business. They got to go do something that's none of their business. And it's a distraction from the enemy and it will cause sickness and disease. You'll open the door to the devil. Come on. It's important yeah. that you know. That you can believe God is your healer. You can speak the words of healing over your family, over your life. But if you're gossiping about someone else, you're out of love and your faith won't work. And you open the door to the devil. And I don't want to open the door to the devil in any arena. So we're talking about closing the door to sickness. And one, one area that you can close the door to sickness is stop talking about what other people are doing or aren't doing. Stop gossiping. You're allowing the enemy to use your mouth to spread gossip. Yeah. Yeah. You're allowing the enemy to use your mouth. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and it fulfills the desires of the flesh. The flesh loves it. Yeah. And if you're doing that, if we can, you know, you got to be careful. You can't step into those things. If you do step into that, repent, turn around yeah. and realize my flesh is dominating me. Yeah. My spirit man needs to get stronger. I need to put this flesh man down and say, no, you're not going to talk about other people. Because our words aren't to tear people down. It's not to bring other people down. It's to lift them up. It's to build them up. Amen. Amen. Let's look at 1 Timothy 5, chapter 5, verse 13. Praise the Lord. We're talking about our words, and our words are important. It matters the things that we say. Amen. Amen. 1 Timothy 5, verse 13. And with all they learn to be idle. This is talking about, you know, these women here. They're idle. In other words, they don't have nothing to do. Well, they probably do, but they're not doing what they should be doing. They're wandering about. This is in the Bible. 1 Timothy 5.13. From house to house. And not only idle, but tattlers also. And busybodies. Speaking things which they ought not. Going from house to house. Going from person to person on social media. Did you hear about this? What do you think about that person? I can't believe they did this. What are you engaging in? You're engaging in words of death. You're engaging in words that tear people down. And you want God to heal your body? Come on. You're not walking in love. And so what happens is you open the door to the enemy. But the good news is you can close it right away. You just say, Lord, forgive me. I've been a busybody. I've been a gossip. I've been spreading uh, rumors or bad news. Well, it's true, Pastor. Well, it doesn't matter if it's true. Even if it's true, it's none of your business. It's not your job to spread um, gossip. Mm -hmm. It's not your job to spread news. You mind your own business. You mind your own business. You take care of yourself. 
Amen. Amen. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. We're just going to look at some scriptures that talk about what kind of words are coming out of your mouth. Amen. Ephesians 4, 29. Praise the Lord. Well, Pastor, you know, they asked me what I thought. Mm, that's dangerous because your opinion doesn't really matter. What matters is what does the word say? Yeah, what does the word say? So when someone asks you, what do you think? My opinion doesn't matter. But I love what our spiritual father used to say, Dr. Dufresne. He would say, I have no opinion on the matter. Yeah. I have no opinion on it. Yeah. He said, he would say, if I didn't hear it straight from their mouth, then it wasn't a reliable source. Yeah. Yeah, but so-and-so heard it from so-and-so. That's none of your business. Mm -hmm. You have no opinion on the matter. When someone asks you, what do you think about so-and-so? I have no opinion on the matter. Ephesians 4, 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your oh, mouth, Lord. but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace to the hearers. Is what you're speaking and sharing about with others, is that bringing... Um, is that building people up or are you tearing somebody down? Mm -hmm. Because the enemy tears people down. And I don't want to open the door to the enemy by allowing him to use my mouth to tear other people down. What we sow is what we reap. Every action, everything you say, those are sowing, you're sowing seeds. And if you want to reap, if you want to reap that back and you want other people to talk about you, well, then you can just keep on going. Because someone will start talking about you. You're going to reap those things. Yeah. But I would say, close the door to the enemy. Open the door to health and healing. Close the door to sickness and keep your words right. I refuse to gossip. I refuse to get involved with other people's business. I don't need to know everything. Oh, you don't need to know everything. <laughs> you don't need to know everything that's going on. Come on. It's not your business. Just walk in love. If you don't, it, those things will hinder your faith and keep your faith from working. Amen. Because your words do matter. Praise God. And we're going to close with this last scripture. Second Timothy chapter two, your words are containers and they carry life or death. Amen. Your words will affect your health. So we've got to make sure that our words are lining up with God's words. And we don't have an opinion on other people. We don't have an opinion on, well, they made this choice. That's none of my business. I got to take care of myself. I said, I got to take care of myself. Yes. If you're so busy with other people's lives and what you think about them, mm. you're not taking care of your own life. Ooh. I would dare say your life is probably a mess because you're so consumed with what other people did to you, what they, sh I can't believe they did that. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe this. They said that, oh, I need to go. I need to go tell so-and-so about this person. You know, uh-uh, don't allow your flesh to rise up. Amen. Don't get involved in those things. Don't have an opinion on the matter. It's none of your business. You turn around and you walk right out of that room when you hear them. people start gossiping and saying things. You walk right out. I remember a story that Brother Hagen told, um, and I'll never forget it. It was a story about, I believe it was a, a community member who was not living the, the very best life, and I, I believe he was, um, uh, I want to say a drunkard, and everybody knew who he was. And, um, yeah, and they, they asked Brother Hagen, or he was in this conversation, and I remember one thing he said, well, he sure does have pretty blue eyes. <laughs> he wouldn't say anything negative. He wouldn't say one negative word. Wow. 
that self-control, that's, that's yes. discipline. And yes. what did Brother Hagen say? He said it had been 50 years since he even had a headache. Yeah, there's a connection there. Yes, there is. He closed the door to the enemy. He refused yeah. to talk negatively about other people. And our words, whether we're talking about ourselves or our own bodies or whether we have the opportunity to talk about other people, they matter. Mm-hmm. It matters. 2 Timothy 2:16 says this, avoid all empty, vain, useless, idle talk, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness. And their teaching will devour it, will eat its way like cancer or spread like gangrene. And I love what Reverend Joel had, he pointed out in his book, our book of the month, the healing book. He said that God showed him there was a connection between people who speak wrongly about other people and cancer. And the scripture says uh, it will eat its way like cancer. That empty, vain, useless, idle talk, it will eat its way like cancer. And that's what it does. It devours people's lives. When we speak negatively about others and and we engage in gossip, it not only destroys other people's lives, it will destroy your own life if you're a partaker of that. Don't be a partaker of things that um, are of the flesh. (laughs) Just say, no, I'm not going to be a partaker of that. And River Church, the world, it's getting darker and darker. But as a church, we're growing lighter and lighter. We're walking in more light. And part of that is turning from these, these, this darkness, turning from engaging in gossip, engaging in idle talk, engaging in being a busybody. I'm tur- we're turning away from those things. You focus on yourself. You get in God's word. You speak words of life over other people. Speak words of life over yourself. Yes. You can speak words of life over your children. Your words, it matters. Amen. It matters. The words that you say. Praise the Lord. So we're going to get ready to close in prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Aren't you glad he's faithful? Amen. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. And it's important that we keep our words right, that we close the door to the enemy and we keep um, keep our Keep putting his word in on healing, attending to his word. But then we also watch the words of our mouth that we aren't speaking negatively about ourselves or other people. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, that's the second door to close to sickness. Number one is stress. Number two, the words of our mouth. Amen. Amen. Father God, I thank you for your healing power. I thank you that just as the woman with the issue of blood, she touched your garment that the power of God, the power of God, that that virtue flowed out of you, Father. And I just want you to know, River Church, that virtue, God's miraculous power, it flowed out of Jesus. Why? Because he's full of it. He's full of miraculous power. He's full of the power of God. And when you get in his word, when you get in the Bible for yourself, it's full of healing power. It's full of healing virtue. Amen. And you start, you start getting those scriptures inside of you. You start declaring it. You leave the gossip behind. You leave the busy, being a busybody behind. You start getting your words to line up, speaking the right words over others. If you have nothing good to say, you don't say it. You know, that's an old, uh, an old saying I grew up hearing, but it's a good one. If you don't have anything good to say, you don't say it. There's no need to even talk. You can just learn to be silent. 
That'd be a good habit for some of us. Amen. Just learn to be silent. Praise the Lord. So right now I'm going to believe God with you for healing. Anybody out there tonight, if you're battling any kind of symptoms, I'm just going to come in agreement with you that you are healed and whole. Father God, I lift up anybody watching tonight. If they're facing any kind of symptoms, sickness, disease, there's no distance in the spirit. And I take authority over that in the name of Jesus. Sickness, you bow your knee. You bow your knee to the name of Jesus and you go in Jesus' name. You take your hands, devil, off their bodies. I call their bodies healed, strong, whole body. You be strong. You say that with me. Say, I am strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And I'm getting stronger and stronger. And you get in God's word. Amen. Now don't just, well, I just prayed. Yeah, but keep God's word flowing. Keep his word going in your heart and attending to it with your eyes and in your ears. And your body will get stronger for its life and health. It's medicine to all your flesh. Amen. Well, we love you, River Church. You have a good evening.